In this Easter season, we have been uh, traveling through Colossians at times. We've kind of dipped in and out, but we continue to do that. And kind of the theme that we're following is a life shaped by God. Steve, you know if that's recording? You got it? James got it. We're good. Thank you. This morning, um, we're not stepping out of the verses, but I am interjecting a theme which is the, the theme of grief and, and loss. And so I just, uh, I, I just want us to know, and I'm going to try to help, help take us there, but our lives are actually deepened. Our, our lives are enlarged when we pay attention to grief. As Eric, uh, you know, he just, he just recognized, this, this has been an unusual week. It started with Lindsay losing her grandpa. And then it's not just Lindsay. You know, then there's a whole family. There's others that have lost. And then, then we've got the Gallagher family. Today at 3, Christy's mom will, will have her memorial service. But then it's also the girls, the grandma. You know, just keep going. We have part of the Mary Ann's family with us. And we're, we're glad for you all to share a little bit of time. And, and we're, we're just we're sharing. And this is a season of loss. Uh, the Robbins family. Uh, Becca was going to teach this morning, and I got uh, an email from her that said, "I'm sorry, I'm I'm being checked into the hospital," and she was undergoing just it was a gastrointestinal test. Everything seemed fine. She took the kids to the dentist, and she just had some horrible allergic reaction to the dyes that were going through her system, and her heart rate dropped, and I mean. So she's going from the dentist to the hospital, and the kids are still at the dentist. And I mean, that's that's like a loss. And uh, hopefully, she's going to be released uh, this morning. So I'll keep you all posted. Then, as I, I reflected, that's just a, that's a lot. That's a lot of loss and grief in a week. Then I really connected with you know, but this we've had an unusual year of life. If you go back to. Easter a year ago and just come, we've just had an unusual year of loss. And so I want us to walk together through grief. I, at times like this, I, I rely upon uh, this book. I think this is like an exceptional book. I would love for every family to purchase this book, The Emotionally Healthy Church. A strategy for discipleship that actually changes lives. (laughs) It's because it recognizes that we're we're not just spirit beings. I mean, we just, to become a disciple of Jesus just doesn't mean we just memorize verses. Those verses have to go through a brain, which is an intellect. And as it goes through that brain, we, we have emotion. It, our, we emotionally process what God is saying. And then that gets to our volition. So we've got to make a decision. Of what, are we going to live upon this or not live upon this? And then we're going to live it out. And we have to we live it out in a physical body. But it's the emotional makeup. And when, you, when we start talking about having a year of life, we're really talking about emo, our emotions of grief and loss. So here's some things just to... I just wrote some quotes from what I think is just a super helpful guide. We all experience sorrows. We're all invited to grieve 
and to grow through them. We don't all share, like as, as we review the year, we wouldn't all, we wouldn't come up with the same list of losses. But we would all contribute to a community list of losses. We don't all respond to the same loss, but we all experience sorrow. Grieving our losses is a critical component of discipleship. Now, I would guess that most of us have never, ever considered that grieving loss is a part of discipleship. I would say that we have not, that the church has not taught that. And then this is, again, this is something that's super, super, I think, like incredibly powerful. The degree to which we learn to grieve our own losses is in direct proportion to the depth and quality of our relationship with God and the compassion we can offer to others. Wow. In emotionally healthy churches, people embrace grief as a way to become more like God. We're talking about a life shaped by God. And so life shaped by God is a life that is shaped through grief. Again, just a couple of quotes. Learning to grieve our loss. And that, this is like, this is a pretty powerful statement. Learning to grieve our loss is the only pathway to becoming a compassionate person like our Lord Jesus Christ. That's a pretty narrow pathway. If our community is going to be a compassionate community, which we are, we're exhibiting that, but for our whole community to embrace that compassion, the pathway has to go through grieving our losses. We are deepened. Again, rooting. Remember the theme that we have the past year? We're rooting. We're going deeper. We're sinking down deep roots. We are deepened by taking the time to grieve our losses before moving on. Eric said that two or three times in worship. We don't want, we don't want to rush through. We don't want to just pass it through. We want to... We want to take the time for grief to do its work of deepening us. Now that's the positive. The negative is as, as that, the way that the, the Holy Spirit is attempting to guide us and grow us and deepen us and expand us. Is it, I mean, it is in total contrast to the other path that is taught by our culture, and I would say that most of our families probably taught us. Our culture, by and large, takes a pain-denying view of grieving. We are encouraged to self-medicate through a variety of addictions so that we can numb the pain of loss. I don't want to feel it. So I'm going to numb it. I'm going to anesthetize my loss so we can pick work or we can pick TV 
Or we can do drugs or alcohol or shopping or food or busyness or sexual escapades or unhealthy relational attachments. Even serving others incessantly within a community of believers can be a way to anesthetize myself. I don't want to feel the pain. I don't want to face it. Another thing we can do is we can tend just to minimize. Minimize our loss. Minimize our disappointments. I'm I'm so sad that Lila has passed. Oh, she's 101. It was time for her to go. Hallelujah. He didn't do that. But we do that. They're they're in a much better place. Well, yeah, that's true. They are. But we're not. We're hurting. We're going to miss. Death is not natural. We were not created to die. We're We're not created to have that severing of relationships. So which path are we going to go down? I mean, I, I really think we, we, we're confronted with it probably more than what I would even imagine. Are we going to embrace the grace to go through the grief and enlarge? Or are we going to say, not going there? It's too painful. I'm going to ignore it. I'm going to minimize it. For many today, there's a widespread inability to face pain. This has led to an overall feeling of superficiality and lack of profound compassion. Just think about the culture that we're living in right now. What's the depth of relationship in general in the culture we live in? Superficial. Right now, in our, in, our, in our culture, are we a compassionate culture? I would say not to the extent that we could be. And then when you think about it, superficiality and lack of compassion, man, that is death to community. So if we, if we want to go the path that culture is saying, just self-medicate, don't feel the pain, minimize the pain, Ignore the grief, ignore the loss, get through it as quick as you can, then we then we're we are putting a cap on community. It becomes superficial and, and there is no compassion. Man, I don't want to go there. So what are we gonna do about it? I mean, what are we gonna do with those tensions that we're caught in? Well, it's real simple. One step, first step. There'll be several steps, but just today one step. One step at a time. We've got to pay attention to the pain. We can't ignore the pain. Pay attention to the pain. Now I'm going to take that step and I'm going to, I'm going to plug it in to where we are in Colossians. And I think it's appropriate. If you think it's not appropriate, come tell me later and then I'll painfully walk away and deal with my grief. <laughs> in Colossians 4... Paul writes these words, always maintain the habit of prayer. Be both alert and thankful as you pray. Be devoted to prayer. Staying awake. It's that pay attention. 
So as I am praying, I'm paying it. That's the, that's the connection. I'm going to deal better with my grief, my loss. I've got to pay attention. A great place to start doing that is when I'm maintaining my habit of prayer, I'm alert. I'm alert to what's going on within me. Our devotion to prayer, maintaining the habit of prayer. But, I mean, I, I, would, I want to just keep, discover what works for you. I believe that every one of us benefits when we find a regular, a regular time in a favorite place to spend time with the risen King Jesus. I have a place, I have a time, and I'm meeting with Jesus. And there's not a magic amount of time. What works for you? It can be five minutes, it can be 30 minutes, it can be three hours. What works for you? I can't decide that for you. I can encourage you. You can't decide for me. You can encourage me. What is your time? Where is your place? And again, we're... We're meeting with the risen Lord. He's alive. When we're talking, he's listening. He's talking. And make it a habit. And then once you make it a habit, maintain the habit. Be busily engaged is the literal word. Be be busily engaged in time spent with God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, I wish that I wish that I wish that the church that I have known would have the reputation that we are busily engaged in time spent with God. Is that our reputation? Sadly not. We're busybodies, but not in this way. So maybe the way that we can diffuse the other way is that we can busily engage, we can become busybodies in time spent with God. How can we encourage each other to do that? There's no substitute for that. And then in that time, be alert. Be alert to the one you're spending time with. It's incredible. We're spending time with Jesus, the risen King. Be alert to what you're saying. This is where a journal, you know, record what you're saying to him. Be alert to what you're saying. Be alert to what he is saying. He's not stopped talking. He didn't lose his voice. Record what Jesus is saying to you. Even if you just, I just think maybe he said, okay, write it down. Most of the time I'm not not 100% sure. I think Jesus might have said this. Or all of a sudden a verse will just off the page. Write it down. Be aware. Be alert. And then in that, be alert to your joys and to your sorrows. And there is no better person to expose your soul to than Jesus. I am hurting in this. I mean, the Psalms are filled with those kinds of statements from David. I'm crying. I'm weeping, I'm grieving. And then there's the joy. It's not just all sorrow, but there's joy as well. Pay attention to your pain. I'm hurting. 
I face this loss. I have this fear. I don't know where to go. Stay awake. Again, it's, it's, the, again, it's just the, the literal translation. Stay awake. And it so reminded me of Jesus with the disciples. Could you stay awake just one hour? And what's the context of that? I'm hurting. I'm grieving. I'm bleeding. Because this is an intense moment. Could you just stay awake for one hour with me in this pain? So it's kind of the reverse of that. Jesus wants to stay with us in our pain. Stay awake. And then be thankful. Give thanks. Now, the context of giving thanks is maybe this, maybe this morning's introduction won't, maybe it won't register, but I just want to remind you that if we develop this habit of prayer, we have a time, we have a place, we know the person that we're meeting with, and in that we're sharing our joys and our pains. We're especially in the context of this morning, we're paying attention to our pain, We're embracing pain. We're embracing grief. We're embracing loss because we know this is the way that we become more like Jesus. Jesus embraced his sufferings. Did he like it? No. But he modeled that. Oh, that I might know him. And that I might know his sufferings. Huh? The quality of our relationship with God and the compassion we can offer to others deepens as we pay attention to our grief and loss. We can rejoice in that. We can be thankful. I'm being shaped by paying attention to this pain in the presence of Jesus I'm being shaped to become more like him and that's shaping me, enlarging me to be a more compassionate person. I can be thankful for that. When we pay attention to our grief, we're on the pathway. We're on the pathway to becoming a more compassionate person like Jesus. I'm not thanking him for the loss. I'm thanking him for the process that through that He's shaping me to become more like him. He's enlarging my, compa- my compassion for others. Be thankful for this transforming process, what he does with the pain, the sorrow, and the grief that life produces. My friends, there, it's not going to end. We know that, don't we? I mean, I'm grateful that not every day has a sorrow. But there are seasons of sorrow that we will continue to have until we're with Jesus or Jesus returns. Until the age to come comes, we're going to have to deal with this. So this, to me, is a great place to start. Maintain the habit of prayer. Be alert. And thankful as you pray. There's a story in this book that I want to read you. 
You okay? <laughs> this is, these are words written by a father and a son and a grandfather that in one moment lost his entire family in a car accident. And I'm grateful that he, he was able over time to put into words what he experienced. I just thought this would be valuable for us to hear. I pray that we would never ever experience this. Catastrophic loss by definition precludes recovery. It will transform us or destroy us. But it will never leave us the same. There's no way to go back to the past. It is not therefore true that we become less through loss unless we allow the loss to make us less, grinding our soul down until there's nothing left. Loss makes us more. I did not get over my loved ones. Rather, I absorbed the loss into my life until it became a part of who I am. Sorrow took up permanent residence in my soul and enlarged it. One learns the pain of others by suffering one's own pain, by turning inside oneself, by finding one's own soul. However painful, sorrow is good for the soul. The soul is elastic, like a balloon. It can grow larger through suffering. That's my prayer for all of us with the sorrows of this life that our soul will grow. To do that, I I know we need the Holy Spirit. We need his help. And isn't it great that Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to abandon you. I'm going to send you another helper. The Holy Spirit wants to help us. Whenever we ask him for help, his reply will always be, I will help you with that. I am glad to help you with that. So let's just take a moment. These are three things that I asked him to help us with. Let me give, I'm going to give, before I pray mine, I'll just give you a moment. Just what, what is a way for you to ask him, help me, help me to embrace the grief, the loss, the sorrow, the disappointments. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come. Again, not because, we, 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 not because you're not here. We're grateful that you're here. We invite, we invite you to activate your ministry in us and among us. And I would ask you, Holy Spirit, I ask you to help us as a community of people to embrace our grief as a way to become more like Jesus.
Holy Spirit, part of that is if we're avoiding a sorrow, a grief, a loss, if we've minimized a sorrow, a grief, or a loss, bring that back into our memory so that we can embrace and deal with your help with that sorrow. Holy Spirit, help us develop a habit of prayer and in that habit of prayer to pay attention to the pain, the sorrow, and the grief, the loss that life can produce. Holy Spirit, do not allow us to ignore our pain. And finally, Holy Spirit, help us Help us as individuals and as a community, as families, to walk down the pathway to becoming compassionate people like you, Jesus. Help us. Holy Spirit, finally we ask for those families among us that This has been a week of grief and sorrow and loss. We ask for your continued ministry and care and comfort for the Harvey family, the Smith family, the Gallagher family, the Robbins family, and any other community member that we may not know about. In your name, Jesus, amen.